Another interview coming hot to you. Um, today we've got Paul Ubana Jones in studio here at Radio One. He is playing at a gig tonight at the Captain Cook Hotel. Hey, Paul, how are you going? I'm very good. That's good. That's awesome. What's special about this interview, Radio One, is that he's got his guitar in with us at in the studio, so he's going to give a little bit of acoustic session for us. And uh, yeah, we'll just do a little bit of a quick chat about the gig tonight and a bit about um, his music, and he'll play a little tune for us. Um, so, Paul, first off, this is not your first time playing in Dunedin. No, it isn't. No. no, it isn't. I've been uh, how many times have you played in Dunedin before? Hard to say, but I initially started in 1987, orientation gigs and various other things. Oh, you've played for orientation at... Um, I did for yeah. the first 10 years of being in New Zealand, then ah. I gave it away. <laughs> Why is that? It just got so ridiculously drink-orientated. It was just like... <laughs> no, I, that's very true. Like, I, st you know, I don't think it's like that nowadays. Is it? Nah, still very much is. Okay. <laughs> Throw in a couch to burn here and there, and okay. that's pretty much the student culture. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah drink orientated, <laughs> it's, it's about right. That's a yeah. good summation of... It was just mad, and I thought, well, yeah. okay, yeah. move on. It's a good experience. <laughs> well, um, then what can you expect from this gig tonight? Like, considering that, uh, I mean, drinks drinks aside but like what, <laughs> what can you expect from um tonight's gig okay let's okay let's put this right first of all uh, i love pubs okay I, I do they're a great pubs great vibe live music yeah, and yeah. and uh, there is a part of the history of where i'm playing tonight that's very much been like that as just some of the orientations in the main halls and on campus throughout new zealand got mm. so ridiculously drink orient orientated yeah yeah uh, so the extremes i don't like with alcohol but um good to fraternize with in a nice environment play live music like i will tonight and play some like a nice selection of songs and meet people yep that's the most important part probably the most fun as well um, one of yep yeah <laughs> it is well it's been really lovely like meeting you because i've heard so much about you well when i mean here i mean like off the internet as most people do these days but um you're a bit of a consider as a, a musical legend um would you consider yourself so i don't know about that i'm still quite young i'm only 66 ask me in about 50 <laughs> years time <laughs> and i thought i was old <laughs> yeah 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 no, <laughs> no, you're say, young, you're young. <laughs> I didn't say I was old, I said I was 66. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so 66 is generally, you know, like it's middle age, it's to middle be fair. Age. Considering oh, our life expectancy is like a lot, you know, longer. Yeah, it's moved on, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're technically middle age, which, yeah. is, which is young. I about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of being 66, do you want to talk to um, or like tell our Radio 1 listeners a little bit about like your background growing up and sure where you're uh, I'll try and be as yeah. brief as possible but I, I grew up in southeast London in 1952 I was born to yeah. uh, an English mother and yeah. an African father yeah. uh, from Nigeria and he was um, it was quite a special dude he'd um, recently come out of the Second World War uh, he was in the merchant ships 
So he survived all the madness of the Second World War. Oh, wow. And, and one of the biggest wars after that was um, just racism in the UK at that time in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, not many black guys married white women. And, um, yeah, they, they had a lot of issues with um, kind of racistic people yeah, of that area. And, gro and bringing up three boys. And um, as we moved into the 60s, um, as you know, the big 60s movement was an embrace of... Uh, aspects of culture that hadn't been experienced yeah, before. Yeah, the so, counterculture movement. That's yeah, right. yeah. So that was that was a wonderful thing yeah. on many levels. hundred oh, percent. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, so that was quite interesting. And throughout all the early course of my days, I, I loved music. My father and mother introduced music to our home uh, at an early stage, and I think the the implant and spirit of music was put into me at an early age, and um, I just pursued it. I uh, got my first guitar when I was eleven, and from then went to music school when I was eighteen for three years um, and wow, after okay. 1971 I turned professional um, after music school so you've been doing this since a really really tender age it's yeah. something that you've always just kind of known you've wanted to do yeah your absolutely life. yeah absolutely 46 years yeah, as a pro now amazing, no yeah. regrets it's been tough and it's been great yeah but, but you take the good with the bad you know yeah. it's part of the issues um, for someone like you who's kind of like gone through you know the counterculture movement and like seen music like evolve throughout the decades what can you say about the music industry that has changed in the most recent years like in recent years well I yeah, think maybe like maybe it's quite I guess it's quite like a generic question but like yeah. maybe not not generic so in like not specific yeah. I mean like changes in what do you think like with the youth nowadays yeah. um, in the music industry like what's I can only make look rather than make um, bland comments about what's bad about it I think mm -hmm. the good thing is is that you know music still gets out there you know as to whether I relate to a lot of that music that's irrespective that's irrelevant mm. so I, I, and I think the accessing of music on internet and um, you know downloads and all this stuff yeah. is that's very much part of the issue nowadays so um, I, I can't really comment on that except in as much as what I do is still the old style of playing live music and touching people with my guitar skills and with the songs I write. Yeah. So that's the world that I walk. I'm fully aware of the progress that the industry has made, but um, in the long run it's an industry. And for me, I've never equated art and music as an industry. Okay, interesting perspective. Um, why do you think that? Like, why do you not? Well, you know, I see them as like similar. Well, I guess I guess they're good for certain artists, and um, you know, a certain artists get what they want out of the progress of industry nowadays in music, yeah. and others don't. Um, so it must be good for something. Um, I think um, I, I I still I still love to read books. I still mm. love poetry. I'm very, I'm very touched and moved by imagination, you know, and um, um, I'm not saying it doesn't exist in, in the music industry today, I'm not saying that whatsoever, but um, I'm, still, I'm still of the world uh, of, of um, the origins of music, you know, the roots right, aspect. Right, yeah. I think that's really important. I've kept my roots aspect very much well watered and it's alive, you know. Yeah. So that's the difference between me and say a lot of the young bands or people that you yeah. know know are very very um, fluent on on social media. Social media. Yeah. I, I'm reasonably YouTube okay. Yeah, I can do yeah. all the basics, yeah. but I do not spend my art time on 
on things like that. I, yeah. I'm still in, trying to improve my skills in my uh, landscape of writing word mm. and guitar skills of light and shade. Yeah, so you're more about concentrating on like the traditional part of music, I guess, like just sticking to like making people feel through your music. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Everybody's different, you know. It's oh, great. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. It's, it's great to do it that way and yeah. you meet other people that are doing it a completely different way and they're great to chat with and we 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 um really like uh, get on well in conversations. I like that. I like that very much. Yeah, no, and that's, that's actually pretty beautiful. Um, yeah, because I know most young musicians nowadays are just kind of go for like a certain hook in a song that kind of like goes viral, you know, like a little bit more of their mainstream stuff just to like get that catchy pop tune going. Yeah. But lyrically, mm, kind of falls flat, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, no, it's interesting to hear your perspective. And like, what's your age? Um, you're, I'm 24. You're 24. Oh, and you're great. Thinking, now the entire Dunedin knows yeah. how old I am, well, <laughs> which you is know, old. <laughs> we got, no, it is. We got four, four grown up. Um, they once were children and then um, the youngest is 25 and the next girl's 30 the next girl's 33 and the boys 36 and they're all extremely different and they're all extremely artistic and creative in their lifestyles so and it's great to hear all their different stories you know <laughs> how they relate to the modernisms of today mm. and um that's great it's wonderful any of your children taken the path of uh, music or? yeah um my el the eldest the boy is in a is in a mega band um he plays a uh, black metal dark metal oh interesting he <laughs> tours the world okay he's very good what's at what the band called Bolzer. b-o-l-z-e-r they're based is in Swiss. German? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're Swiss. Um, Swiss German. Oh, Swiss German. Right. Uh, the word's got an umlaut over the O, so two dots over the O. Oh, so, okay, yeah. So you pronounce it Belzer or Bolzer. It would be the Bolzer. anglicized version of saying. And they're a, a metal duo. He plays 10 string electric rights of songs. Oh, wow. And just a drum kit. And he, he tours the world. It's great. And we catch up with him now and then. Um, I re highly respect him what he does. Has you know. he come to New Zealand to play before? He has, yeah. Yeah. yeah he was here last year. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever considered doing a tour together? Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk. It's in progress. It's, it's in happening. Progress. <laughs> I, I must be honest. I'm really proud of him for taking his own road, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's oh, wonderful. That's very sweet. Um, <laughs> so, Paul, tell us a little bit more about um, musical influences since you're on the topic of music. Okay. Do yeah. f for you. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, where I'm coming from is definitely heaps of um, African-American blues in my earlier days. Yeah. Definitely. And seeing these some of the great artists that were still alive. Mm. And Nina Simone in the crossover oh, jazz gospel. I love Nina Simone. Yep. She, her voice is amazing. Awesome, eh? Yeah. Seen her live a few times. Have you? Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I did some gigs with B.B. King and that was a great honor for mm. me in Italy and, and Europe. But in addition to that, my black roots, if you like, um, you know, I, I've loved English um, contemporary folk music. John Martin, Bert Jentsch, John Remborn, Martin Carthy. I grew up with that as well and mm. I took all that on board mm. and what the Beatles and Stones were doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Are I mean? you a fan of the Beatles? Oh, I loved them both. They were so different that they, but they coexisted really well. Yeah, you know? 
They were great. They were an indelible part of 60s in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Goes very much hand-in-hand hand with the counterculture. Yeah. But also Beatlemania when everyone was obsessed with those boys. But yeah. <laughs> you know, hats off to the fifth Beatle, George Martin. He, he took them into another corridor of creativity. <laughs> True. Um, and we were just talking about this a little bit um, before, but um, Bob Dylan, yeah. I know you've opened for him twice. Twice, yeah. Yeah, um, that's also crazy. Would you cite him as one of your musical influences? Absolutely. Or? I saw him when I was 13 at the Royal Albert Hall, and um, in the first half, it was completely packed, and he was playing just acoustic guitar and singing, and he did Don't oh, Think wow. Twice. Did he? Oh, he did that all that stuff. Literally, like, oh my God. Like, I know you told you this earlier, but I yeah. just it blows my mind because I honestly love Bob Dylan's music yeah. so much, and Don't Think Twice is all right. It's like one of my songs I listen to, and I have got a hard time and like a heartbreak whatever but now I've told everybody I'm listening to radio but oh the little fangirl inside of me is like coming out Um, so you saw him play that live when you were 13 yes at the Royal Albert Hall did it blow your mind it blew my mind (laughs) and the second half he came on with the band Robbie Robertson and Garth Hudson and all the front row threw bottles at him and things and walked out (laughs) in disgust because he got electric so myself and my brothers and many others up in the top in the gold yeah. run down about 50 flights of stairs <laughs> and we got in the first five rows for 10 shillings rather than 100 pounds oh, wow 10 shillings what year was that 1965 wow i was 13. was he up and coming then or was he like already established it was extremely c- cynical and arrogant to all press yeah, People, sounds a bit it, like Bob. He <laughs> really was. And um, he was just coming out the back end of being uh, given away acoustic. He had one one album left, uh, another side of Bob Dylan, and he went fully, fully electric then. Wow, okay. Um, wow, okay, so I've only watched like a live performance of his um, playing that um, mm-hmm. on YouTube. It's really, yeah. You know YouTube, like, propagation of musical um, stuff. Oh, I don't even know what sure. I'm saying, right? Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I because do. Can't yes. got my tongue. But anyway, um, in that live performance, he had his, like, little harmonica, like, mm-hmm. with, um, attached to his a mouth. Clamp on a clamp. Is it, yeah, mouth, yeah. mouth tad, maybe? Yeah, harmonica clamp. <laughs> yeah. Did he have that as well? He um, did, yeah. He used to play it with his Fender, um, his Fender Stratocaster or Telecaster, he used either. Oh. Yeah. But I, acoustic sets, always, yeah. Yeah. And then with the piano later on, um, he used to play the harp as well. Was he can piano. play the harp? <laughs> I'm not even surprised. Harmonica harp. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I mean, you, I thought you meant like the actual harp. <laughs> Maybe you will next album. <laughs> Let's give him a ring. Hey, Bob, what you doing with that harp? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Bob, can you play the harp yet? Yeah. <laughs> Bet you can. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. So we've covered a lot of uh, folk and blues artists. Um, do you have any particular favourite one? or just uh, Many. No, I wouldn't say one, but one that really always touches me and blows me away in, in the English folk scene would be Bert Yanch mm. and Nick uh, Drake. Uh, well, although Drake wasn't contemporary folk he was a bit beyond that <laughs> um yeah that's in the english scene you know so uh, there are many yeah. one could go on forever right eh? yeah and we unfortunately do not have the time for that's right. <laughs> to go on forever but we do have a little bit of time for you to play um a song for us you've got your sure. guitar in studio <laughs> 
minute, two minute jam. <laughs> Of the blues, it's called. Um, did you write that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it of your recent albums or? It's re. I've, what I've done with that song is I've reconstructed it because I'm going to put it on my next album, um, Ten Sad Songs, which is going to be released. Ten in, Sad Songs. Yeah, <laughs> which is going to be released in about some months' time, hopefully. Oh, I yeah. was recording in Switzerland recently, a few weeks ago, so um, just have to get it out there ASAP. Hopefully, before my massive January tour of mm. two two nineteen. Where are you going to tour? All over New Zealand, twenty three concerts. And speaking of touring, um, Paul will be playing tonight at the Captain Cook Hotel yeah. at 8 p.m. Yes. And you can get tickets for $30. If you like a little bit of um, what you've heard, you know, surely go swing by the Cook and see Paul perform tonight. Um, Paul, do you have any last words you want to tell our Radio 1 listeners? Uh, no, it's great to be back in Dunedin and if you want to hear some um, world-class acoustic songwriting and um, solo guitar playing, uh, come along tonight and we'll have a good time together. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for coming in here and talking to us here at Radio 1. Thank you.